Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Gone Bridge Podcast, episode 101. My name is Steve Brady, joined by just Alex Clausen, because Andrew Gardner slept in. He slept in, huh, Clausen? Clausen's internet is so bad. This is just not going to work. All right, this is great. It's just Steve. It's a Steve-only episode. No gardener. Clausen's internet is bad. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I've never done a podcast by myself. Clausen? Um, momentarily joined by Alex Clausen. My, my Wi-Fi in my apartment might be the worst Wi-Fi connection of all time. I don't know how, because this is a pretty modern building. And I, I simply cannot access the internet. Uh, join in a Zoom meeting for more than five minutes. So uh, thanks a lot. Uh, no free ads. But uh, yeah, Gardy sucks. Uh, he's a lazy piece of shit. He slept through our, our recording. It's 11 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. On a Monday, actually. It was a Monday. I don't Labor know where he normally wakes up, but happy Labor 11 Day. o'clock on a Monday to still be asleep. I think that that speaks to larger, larger issues. How much of that intro did you catch, Glosson? Uh, um, I got what's going on, guys. This is Steve Brady, Gone Bridge podcast, Guy Boston Sports, and then it cut out immediately. All right. I actually forgot to say Guy Boston Sports, so. Shout out to Guy Boston Sports, presented by well, Guy Boston Sports. I finally sent Gardner the code to get into this meeting, so hopefully he'll join. Yeah, I mean, everybody, It's usually, last week it was Clausen was late, now Gardner's late. I'm always on time, that's for sure. I'm usually not, but I'm not like 10 minutes late. <clears throat> I mean, we sent out a wild goose chase for, for Andrew Gardner. I had to call we, his roommate. If he didn't live so far away, I would I would have walked in his front door. Yeah, and we had to call his roommate to wake him up. And last night, the best part, we were trying to figure out when to record. And guess who suggested 11 a.m. start time? Andrew Gardner. That's who. Was it me? No, it was Gardner. Wasn't me, wasn't you. It was Andrew Gardner. Yeah, and guess who wasn't ready for 11 a.m.? The man himself. Unbelievable. You host the show and you can't even show up for it. Really, truly. Well, as far as the building Clausen lives in goes, I remember when we were doing strictly COVID Zoom classes. Oh, here he is. Here he is. I'm going to force him to mute. (laughs) Here, Gardner. We already started because you're late. And oh, we started already. Yeah, uh, I'm still setting up my mic here, too. Yeah. Yep. And I was just explaining how even when we did COVID uh, COVID classes at UNH, fully remote people in Clausen's building sometimes just couldn't do class because their Internet didn't work. So be prepared for Clausen to perhaps contribute even less than he normally does in this episode. 
Ow. All right. Mike's in business, folks. How are we doing? How how uh how long into this are we? I apologize. I don't know. Like two minutes. I just Probably. I sent I sent the code yeah. to Clausen solo because I wanted to do the intro without you to shame you. That's fine. Probably probably uh, deserved. You both um, sick. Well, I am just getting over oh. the mean of COVID. How did it hit uh, you? Oh, it hit me. It hit me hard. I've been sick. Jesus. Oh my God. This is such a mess. Hold on. Um, there. We get to episode 100 and we forget how to do this. <laughs> Gardner's internet's checking out. There we go. Back. Clausen's still here, thankfully. This is miserable. <laughs> All right, there we go. Um, yeah, I was sick with COVID. Um, like most of last week. Got out of quarantine on Saturday. Uh, had just enough energy to go to the Sox game yesterday to watch them actually win five in a row. Don't know if we've touched on that yet. Uh, that was pretty dope. But yeah, um, I was in no shape to do any episode last week, and now I'm. Uh, this is first first episode at the new place for me. Where do you live? School. I'm at the cottages, so apparently the Wi-Fi here is great. This is gonna be such a shit show. It already is a shit show, actually. I don't know why I said gonna be. Is the Wi-Fi good there, Cardi? It looks pretty good. It seems good. I Clausen's all frozen up. Well, Clausen, see, the way Clausen's apartment building works is it's a giant box, right? And he left, but he's back. It's a giant box. Right. And 90% of all the apartments in the building have like no windows and you just live internally. It's like if you ever had a class in high school, like it was usually the science classes at my high school for yeah. some reason. You just had no windows. You didn't get windows. You didn't know what time yeah. it was. You couldn't see. Clausen, you got windows in there? Um, I have actually a really nice window over my bedroom. I can see the sunrise over the business school in the morning. So that's kind of cute and wholesome. Uh, but in terms of my living room, I have one maybe this big. And for the people that can't see, because we send this through audio, it's probably two feet wide by two feet tall. And uh, it you would think it would go outside, but no, they decided to cut a cut a hole in the center of the building so that light goes down but uh Dude, i look directly into i look directly into the hallway and my next door neighbor's living room nice yeah that that's a weird feature because when you're walking down the hall going to your place you can like check in there and you're like oh, who's inside right now you can so Clausen, so do you have like a, a skylight in your bedroom or... nope. nope you would think i'm on the roof though so you'd think Okay, so you have an actual window in your bedroom? I do. Okay, cool. All right, now that we've all settled in. Pretty nice. I think everybody's on the same page. So settled. Yeah, I apologize. I you ever I've been I've been busy since back to school and I went to bed last night completely spaced on this. I was like I have nothing to do tomorrow. I'm just going to sleep until I sleep. No, I wasn't even I wasn't even drinking. Was not even drinking. Oh. Straight weird. up. Straight up just, like, slept, like, 12 hours. I'm still sick. We made sure to tell the people that you planned on 11 a.m. I did. That's the thing. This is, like, I did. I did. I was, like, boys, we got to get an episode out. It's been, you know, like, 10 days. 
You know, uh, it's my bad, but the Sox are hot five in a row. Um, the thing, th- this is kind of the mantra that I've been about the past two to three days. This is how the Sox are just going to mess around and make me believe. They're going to make me believe. What has to happen in order for them to make the wild card? Do they have to go like 23 and three or something? So, how many games do we have left? Like 27. I think a realistic number, 20 and 7, would get you to 87 and 75. 20 and 7. Might mess around and never never lose again. I think that's realistically what you got to do. I feel like we've had stretches, that like this upcoming stretch, three against Tampa Bay, three against Baltimore, two against New York. I feel like we've had like three or four of these all year where we're like, if they like go in and do well this series, they can control their own fate. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we sure will see what happens. Big news. Big news. Tristan Casas. He's on the Red Sox now. He is. Yeah. Uh, It was pretty cool to see his MLB debut yesterday. Did he get um, more than that one infield single, or is that it? No, I'm trying to think what else he did. He that was the only hit he got. The first at bat, first at bat, put a real good swing on the ball. That ball would have been out at Yankee Stadium. It was deep right. Saying a lot, saying a lot. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, I'm, he looks like a moose. He is huge. He's huge. I mean. Yesterday was awesome to see. I mean, we've talked, not really we as a whole, but more so Red Sox Nation has talked a lot about, like, like dream infield, infield of the future. I mean, the infield that the Red Sox played yesterday could be the infield for the next five years if the front office and owners wanted it to be. Yeah, or it could be be the the infield infield for the next 27 games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Casas... He he's young. What is he like? 22, 23. Okay. Absolute stud. I mean, you can just tell that kid is going to come up. He seems super confident. His play at first base was honestly the biggest thing to me is people talk a lot about his bat, but his defense yesterday was fantastic. I mean, he made a couple picks. I mean, Bobby's been good at first. We can, we'll get into Bobby, you know, getting dropped down, but Casas he was is regarded as one of the best defensive first baseman in triple a this season. Yeah, I I think I saw he was voted some like some number poll like by baseball writers in the minor leagues, and you know he came up more as a third baseman, right? Like I mean, at least not, in the beginning of the month. yeah, at the beginning of his his young career, he was but, kind of third base, but then obviously Rafi exists, and I think they switched yep. him over to first pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, so he was great. And then, I mean, obviously, you know what? Like Trevor's story, three for four yesterday. He had a stolen base. I mean, that was just like – that was a game that you look for from Trevor's story. He had an amazing snare uh, at second base in the field. I mean, that was a great game from him, what you're paying him for. And then, obviously, you know what you're getting from Bogart's endeavors. Bogart's had another three-hit game yesterday. Or maybe it was a two-hit game, but he had a multi-hit game. Devers didn't do anything yesterday. He's been cold the past month. It is what it is. He's still your best player. But that yeah. infield, who, who, who's got a better infield than that? The Dodgers, maybe? Perhaps. 
I mean, I will say that ever since Trevor Story came off the DL, the IL, he's been he's been probably one of the best best hitters in the league. He yeah. really has. Last thirty he's... games, two eighty eight with uh seven home runs. I mean, his OPS oh, like is his last seven. His last seven, he's hitting four sixty four. Yeah, that's insane. His batting average is up to two forty two. Yeah, which isn't great. His OBP, I think, is just shy of 300, which is arguably bad. But, you know, he's getting he's getting there. People are getting hot at what you could probably call the wrong time. And then another thing I want yeah. to talk about with Casas is looking at his stats this year from AAA, I thought they'd be better. Let me take a look. So this 280, year... 280 with 12 home runs and I think OPS of like 888 or something like that, which is like yeah. good. It's good. Don't get me wrong, but I thought it would be better. Like I thought he was lighting the world on fire, to be honest. I mean, he was hurt for a while. I think that was one of the big, big things is that he was out from like mid May to like late, I'd say like mid-August. Like, he was out for a long time. He missed missed a good amount of time. I mean, his numbers are good. He's got an OPS of almost 900. Maybe his, you know, home runs number isn't as, you know, crazy as, as you would expect. But, I mean, those are solid numbers. Those are solid numbers. And you know, the Red Sox, Red Sox you could really use, like, anybody like that right now. Um. I mean, he's really only had one full season in the minors, 2019. Should that be a concern for the people? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm going to say that it's not a positive, but I don't think people should be concerned because, you know, now he's going to have, you know, time to really kind of break in more to, uh, to his role. So I, I think I don't really see like it being a concern. Awesome. awesome welcome back. Thoughts on Tristan Casas? Good to be here. Um, yep. Wi-Fi kicked the bed again. Um, I'm just going to assume that we're talking about the team as it is. Uh, very glad Jaron Duran's gone. That dude Hell yeah. not only sucks at baseball, but also maybe like – I would say he's he's on the same level as Garrett Cole in terms of mental fortitude. Jaron Duran yeah, so- is a wimp. I do – before we, before we get into that, if we were talking about Casas, I want your Casas take. What do you think about Tristan Casas? How good do you think he's going to be? I'm before? a big fan. I think. Yeah, just before we he's, keep going. I think you're going to, he's probably going to end up. I think he's the first baseman of the future. I was going to say DH, but I think you have enough guys coming up like Blaze Jordan that can't really play the field. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for him. I think next year he's probably going to be the DH, which is huge because you have Hosmer, I assume, still at first. And I think he's just going to skyrocket. I think he's going to be an all-star in the next two years. And I think he's going to be the first baseman for the next decade. So I'm excited for him. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting or interesting to see how they kind of shake things up next year. I mean, Myers is still a year plus away. So I don't really think he comes into factor at all. But Casas, the way he carries himself, at least, at least in my eyes, I haven't seen a guy come up and kind of act that way. And you kind of see that confidence 
probably since like Devers. Well, I don't know if we've had somebody come up with this much hype around him since Rafi. That's a fair point. I really don't think we have. I really don't think we have. But even prospects who have been like supposed not not like this much hype, but were supposed to have been really good. Like even look at uh, Michael Chavis, like Bobby Dahlbeck. Like they came up, they performed for those guys. Both got hot right after they got called up. But I just think Casas has like is a major leaguer. If that makes sense. He just everything, like he's slated to be everything you could ever ask out of a first baseman. He's twenty two years old. He's supposed to hit for power. His defense is supposed to be good, above average defense, which is another thing that I wanted to ask you guys between. Mm-hmm. Eric Hosmer and Tristan Casas next year, what do you think the reps are going to look like at first base? Because I'm pretty sure Hosmer is in all facets of the game going to give you league average at best at this point in his career. And Casas is supposed to be a good, like a really solid to good defender at first base. So you could stick him at DH, but I don't know if you want to kind of develop his glove in the field a little bit. What do you think, Clausen? Uh, my guess would be at least to start, I feel like you have to go like a 70-30 Hosmer Casas because you don't have a – I assume we don't re-sign D, JD. Yeah. So I don't know who else you put at DH. You can't really put Rafi there because there's nobody behind him right away to fill the spot. Uh, Story, he's just better at second base. And then that's really it. So I feel like Casas just naturally slides into that DH and then you can put him in the field because his, his glove doesn't really need to develop. He's going to be I, a good defender when you put him there. See, I disagree on that. I think you got to put Hosmer at first base, Costas at first. Like, or I think they're both so you, good. Hold on. You just said you, you definitely oh, sorry. Broke. You said you put them both at first base. Yeah, I would put Costas at first base, Hosmer at DH. My reasoning for that is purely because, well, they're both good defenders. I mean, if Costas was below average, no brainer. Hosmer's a great defender at first. But I think with Costas being the future and the guy you want to hold on to long-term, you can just kind of stuff Hosmer in the DH role. And you're like, all right, if you hit great, if you don't, we'll replace you. And I think that's kind of the way they got to look at it. Cause Costas is our first baseman of the future. And they didn't really do that with like Rafi when he came up. I know third base was really a point of struggle at the time. First base has been a point of struggle this year, but they weren't just like, Hey, we're going to slide you into DH um, because you know, you're, you're kind of fresh up here and, you know, your glove is, is not really that polished. So I think you got to put costs at first. I think that you definitely should too, especially because there's always the notion that playing the field keeps players more engaged with the entire game and they perform better offensively because they're in the, in the field playing defense. Costas is a young kid might benefit from that engagement throughout both halves of the innings and i would just say whoever's better at first defensively whoever's showing you a better glove Sox probably are going to ride with that because core seems like the type of guy where it's just like whoever's playing better that's who's going to get the reps you know i consider it <clears throat> i consider it to be kind of what jbj and duran had at the beginning of the year like obviously on a much higher scale because JBJ sucks and Jaron Duran also sucks. <laughs> so I think it's going to end up being like Hosmer is kind of what JBJ was and 
Casas is kind of what Duran was and like splitting reps. And I, I would think they don't bring him up and down. I hope they keep him on the 40 man and keep him in the majors for all next year, but I don't know. So I'm trying to think it's been about a week and a half now since we recorded last. Um, so yeah, I think, yeah, Duran got sent down since then. I'm, I'm perfectly happy with that. Like, He's come up and disappointed in every aspect. And I saw an article talking about how hard of a toll it's taken on him, which, you know, you do feel bad about, but it's, it's the game. Like it it is, it is what it is. And he just has come up and and not performed at all. Um, And I don't really have much to say on that. Like he's just not major league ready. Find somebody else. They have Rob Rafsnyder has been great. Tommy fam. He got on base, I think three times yesterday. Um, but Bobby Dahlbeck now sent down. Do we think we're going to see Bobby Dahlbeck in a Red Sox uniform again? Or is that been the end of it? Yeah, we're going to see him again here and there over the next season up until maybe the trade deadline. Somebody's going to get hurt, you know, at some point, whether it means like he's going to have Guard- to come in Guardians. for your bench guy or what? What are you doing? Guardy's two hands chugging a, a gallon of water. I'd rather die. Yeah. I have a football game tonight. He's, you're playing? What, what football play? game is on a Monday? Monday night football? Blue and white? Buddy, you wouldn't even understand the intramural leagues here. Oh. I'm kidding. Oh, oh. have not started yet. I thought you, but, you were calling one. Same. Oh, no, no. Dude, I called the soccer game fresh out of quarantine on Saturday. You would have thought my voice had just, like, been punctured with, like, nails well you I sound sounded like awful. shit right now so. uh, i sounded even worse <laughs> so, I, sound, yeah, I really sounded bad i really think i sound a lot better today i'm still nasally but the other day was brutal brutal yeah uh cost and distract me a little bit from what i was saying but only th- we're, we're definitely gonna see bob again and i don't do you think we're gonna trade him this offseason it would have to be a massive package it wouldn't surprise me. Unless we got like cash considerations or it wouldn't surprise something. me. You know, the guy right now who th- this story went so under the radar until basically yesterday. And you guys were the ones who kind of texted me about it because you know I've been hot on the Sandy Cy Young train, but there's a guy fresh on his heels who has now thrown what like 42 scoreless innings in a row, like something insane. Yeah, like, like 41 that. and a half. Yeah. So Zach Gallen. Obviously, if you haven't seen that, go check out what he's doing right now in Arizona. Insane. 41.1. That's insane. That's insane. I remember in 2015 when Zach Greinke was right around that same number and the press was like all over, all over. I think that's a perfect example of like playing a small market no one really cares about. Like you're going to have to do something crazy for the national media to notice. But I saw something last night about the Red Sox putting together a trade package for Zach Gallen. I don't know how much that would take. I mean, he's a really good young pitcher. Let me pull up. His... It would be, it would be a, a considerable amount. Yeah. But I mean, as far as still... just the, uh, the Cy Young race real quick, only it's the third longest streak of scoreless innings this century behind only Granky, as you mentioned. And, um, let me see who else was it 
Webb, who's Oral, was it Oral Hershiser? No, is this century? Brandon. Webb. Oh, this century. Brandon Webb. Oh, but he so Gallon, I think has an ERA which is like I don't know point one behind Sandy. This kind of reminds me of in 2016, I think it was maybe 2015 earlier than that when Jake Arrieta and Zach Greinke were the two Cy Young candidates in the NL. And the only like Greinke had a better ERA, but Arietta went on that crazy streak where he had like a 0.6 ERA for the entire second half. So having a really, really, really strong second half can win you the award. So I don't know, Sandy's I don't know if Sandy's safe anymore, Gardy. It's it's getting close. Gallon's now leading uh the league in whip and hits per nine. I mean, he's had a hell of a year. And really, you want to talk about guys who have flown under the radar. Last year he didn't have like a great year, but I mean 2019 and 2020, in those two years, he made a combined 27 starts, a 278 ERA. Um, you know, whip of 1.17. How many strikeouts did he have? Uh, 178 strikeouts and 152 innings. I mean, this guy has solidified himself as a solid, more than a solid pitcher. Like, I wouldn't wouldn't quite say he's an ace, but he's a number one. He's a number one. What's the difference? He, he's he's close to an ace. What's the difference? Um, I feel like an ace is a guy. An ace is like 2017 Chris Sale or Pedro. Where you go out there. Okay. Well, those are two of the best. Well, Pedro's like one of the best well, players right. ever. In 2017, Chris saying. Sale. It's like one of the best. Yeah, but I would ever. say Matt, at max, usually there's like 10 aces in baseball. Like not every team can I have I, it. I know what Guardy's trying to say. Because like, who's like the Tigers rotation right now? I think the Tigers. Like, would, you, would you consider the Tigers number one starter to be their ace? Or to be an ace? Right. Well, no, because, because between, while they might, the ace, I'm saying, while the difference between the ace and an ace, I'm saying that, that if you can be the, you can be in the position of being at the top of the rotation for a bad team with a bad rotation, but you aren't a number one pitcher. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's the ace of the team, and then there's an ace. Like, yes, I don't know. I see what you guys are saying. He's the ace of the Tigers, but he's not an ace pitcher. All right, how about this? How about this? How about this? Let's see. Let's play a game. Cardi says there's probably, like, what, 10 aces in the entire league? I'm going to say there's 12 aces. 12 aces. All right. Evaldi, ace or not? No. 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 You say no. No. Okay. Even he was an all star this season, right? No, he wasn't. Was he? Who was for us? Just Devers and Xander and JD? No pitchers? Uh, yes. Okay. So Sandy, ace, right? Sandy Alcantara? Yeah. Yeah, he's an ace. Yeah. And then, and then uh, obviously, like Garrett Cole, ace, too. Yeah. And then yeah. you got yeah. what? Kershaw is he an ace or no? Not anymore. What about Walker Buehler when healthy? No. You don't think Buehler's an ace when he's healthy? I think he's borderline. 
Like I'll run, I'll run you down this list, Steve. I've got no, like Walker, Walker Bueller's an ace. Yeah, Don't I think he's an him ace like for that. sure. All right, I'd say he's borderline. But like you walk down he's, this list, he's way better than borderline. Of all the 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 top starting rotations and then their depth charts, like I would say the Mets have two aces: Max Scherzer, Jacob Degrom. That's yeah. two. Would you say Lo- Logan Webb? All right, wait, wait, hold on. All right, Guardy. The last time, so before this year. His his whip is a one point two. Before this year, the last time he had a whip over one was two thousand seventeen. All right, Walker Bueller's an ace. Walker Bueller's an ace. That's five so that. far that we've mentioned. So Logan, would you say Logan Webb? I, I think he's don't. really good. I'd have to look at his stats. He's really good, but not nice. Aaron Nola. No. Zach Wheeler. Yeah. You would say Zach Wheeler's nice. I would say, yeah, he's up there. Uh, what about Corbin Burns? I'd say yes, yes on that. 100%. 100% Corbin Burns is an ace. Um, we'll skip over Brandon Woodruff. I don't think he's an ace. Max Freed, that's an ace. Ace. That's a bona fide ace. Now, seven. here's here's another good example of this. The, the Blue Jays starting rotation is is solid. Manila, Gosman, Stripling, Kikuchi, Barrios. I don't think they have an ace there. I mean, maybe Manila, but... Who who was the pitcher they signed this offseason? Kikuchi. Is that who it was? Oh, Gosman. Gosman. Oh, Gosman. yeah. Oh, Gosman last season probably was, but not this season. Yeah. All right. How about um, uh, the Astros? Justin Verlander. Ace. Yeah. Framber Valdez has also had a very good year. He's got to do it for longer. Yeah. You got to earn the title of ace. Uh, mm. Joe Musgrove. No, yeah. borderline, but no. Uh, we already talked about the Dodgers and the Yankees. The Mariners, Luis Castillo or Robbie Ray? No. No, I agree. Those are both, I th- in my mind, really good number twos. Okay. Uh, talked about the Marlins, the, White, the White Sox. Sox. Would you... Cease? Cease or Giolito? Yes. Cease. Or Lance Lynn? Mm-hmm. Not Lance Lynn. Not Lance Lynn. Giolito... Uh, Dylan, no. Dylan, though, he's good. He's I really good this season. Looks fantastic. Uh, Shohei. Ace. I say yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Rays. The Rays do not have an ace. Corey Kluber's their top, top. Oh, no. McClanahan. McClanahan. McClanahan's pretty good, but I don't know if I'd call him an ace. He's, he's getting there. Uh, the Guardian, Shane Bieber. Ace. Cardinals, Adam Wainwright. <laughs> no, Shane Hyman. Bieber's not an ace. What? No. He's having a good season. Shane Bieber is not in it. He's been good. He had the one year in 2020 where he he's was just true Cy Youngs. He's got – no, he's got one, but he's been fantastic. Does he have – I mean, after one? that, it was – I mean, ERA is over three. Like, barely. I guess his whip has been good. I feel like he's, I don't know. I could give it to him. Uh, I could have sworn he had two tie on as well. Close. Uh, Cardinals, did you say Wainwright or Flaherty? Flaherty, no. if he wasn't, if he was a little bit better this year, he was gross a couple years ago. Maybe if Flaherty was as good as I thought he was, but he's not. <laughs> How about uh, um, Giants? Sorry. Logan Webb. They got, they also have, um, 
can't think of his name. He's on the White Sox last season. Oh, Rodon. Yeah. yeah. He's borderline, but probably not. He's borderline. Uh, all right. We're getting to the end of this list. That the was like 11. Twin. Twins, Joe Ryan or Sonny Gray? Definitely not. No. Uh, the Reds, Mike Miner? No. No. <laughs> Cubs, Marcus Stroman or Wade Miley? Stroman. Marcus is Stroman. Good. He's good. Stroman is so not bad this year. He's good, yeah, but yeah. he's not an ace. He's not even good anymore. He's good in my head. He'll always be good in my head. Actually, he, his his numbers have come back down to earth. He he was having a much worse season. Uh, the Diamondbacks now. Zach Allen or Madison Bumgarner? Mad Bum 20 years ago. I'd say Zach Allen is, is borderline still. He's an He's ace. Close. He's an ace. You said his ERA last season was like a 2-7, right? Yeah. Ace. The Pittsburgh Pirates, JT Brubaker. I don't even know who that is, so no. Uh, Red Sox, you got anybody? Avaldi, sometimes. Uh, the Rangers, Martin Perez, John Gray. Martin Perez was really good for the first half of the season. Not an ace, though. Not an ace. Uh, the Kansas City Royals, Zach Ranke. No. Um, Nationals, Patrick Corbin, Anibal Sanchez. Mackenzie Gore could be really good for them. He's hurt. No ace. No ace. Uh, the Rockies Rockies do not have an ace. What about Kyle Come Freeland, on. bro? He's good, not an ace. <laughs> Tigers about- do not have an ace. A's do not hey, have wait, an wait, ace. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, what about Ubaldo Jimenez? Dude. He's an ace. I love Ubaldo. He was the- great. He was a tank for like 15 years ago. Where did all those pictures right. go that were on the athletics that they like traded away? Like, uh, like Bassett oh. and that other guy. Bassett's on the Mets. Manaya's on the Padres. Montas is on the Yankees. Is Sean Manaya good still? He's having a bad year. Actually, okay, I think good. I saw he's got like a 70 RA last like two months. All right. Well, there you go. He's not an ace. Um, but what was the final count there? Like 13, 11. 14? I had 11. 11. There you go. See what I mean? Like, there's a difference between a number one and an ace. But. I'm gonna say Ivaldi's an ace. Give him twelve. All right. Ivaldi is not an ace. He's not an ace, but he's good. Whatever makes you sleep at night, Steve. He's good, dude. Um. So yeah. So Bob's gone. I do feel bad for Bob. I do I feel do bad for. You. I like Bob. Nobody. You I wouldn't find too. a bigger big Bob fan than us. But he's not good at baseball. Dude, my. My poor sister, right, on what's today? On Saturday night, she's the big, biggest Bobby Dahlbeck fan. Uh, like big Bob, every the heartthrob. Like every All other girls teenage girl in New England. Yep. Exactly. So she was like, she was like, oh, I hope Bobby plays tomorrow. Going to her first Red Sox game since 2019. She's like, I really hope Bobby plays this, this, and that. Uh, we are, like, sitting. Or they, it was, like, dinner time. See, Tristan Costas called up. She's like, oh, Bob's probably not going to play now. Bob gets sent down. I think there were tears. There were tears on my end, too. Yeah. Here's an interesting thing. Everybody calls him Big Bob, right? He's six foot four. Tristan Costas, also six foot four. And Eric Hosmer, he's also six foot four. But it's how big is Franchi? Franchi. He's six foot five, seven, three. He's six foot three. 
Frenchie looks a Frenchie's a big six foot three. Eric Hosmer looks is, like a football player. is a small six foot four. But I will say that those three first basemen that I just mentioned, they're all the same height. But Casas just dwarfs them. He is 252. He weighs 252 pounds. Bob weighs 227, allegedly. And Eric Hosmer weighs 226, allegedly. But I would say Casas looks huge. Bob looks pretty big. Maybe I just haven't looked at Eric Hosmer that closely, but I feel like Bob's way bigger than him, too. You know what I, you know, it would be funny. Oh, it's the, uh, the, is it the picture of Jose Canseco on Sports Illustrated? He's got so. like the, the, oh, let me look it up. I think I know what you're talking yeah. about. Uh, who is it? It's the one where he's like flexing the bicep with the bat. I think it's Jose. Uh, I think that is Tristan, Tristan Casas is just that big. That's what I'm trying to say. Casas, he's, he's a like moose. steroid era big. He's a moose, bro. That's Do like you, um... everybody knows moose are big, but it's not until you see a moose in real life that you're like, holy shit, that thing's massive. That's Casas. It's like you know Casas is big, but all you right, really so got to go right. to the park and see him to be like, holy shit, that guy's huge. All right, for context, Mark McGuire in 1998 so like peak mark mcguire 65245 causes a 64252 <laughs> so, so a uh knock on wood uh hopefully clean tristan Casas is bigger <laughs> than a roided up mark mcguire that that Dude, he's a tank mark mcguire like, might might have fudged those numbers a little bit cuz clearly he wasn't uh, adverse to lying <laughs> Uh, he's like, we'll just tack on 12 right. pounds and two inches. Or I'm just saying, like, maybe so got it would have been suspicious if his weight jumped from, like, 240 <laughs> to, like, 260 in a year. They'd be like, huh, maybe we should drug test this <laughs> Dude, guy. when I – my senior year of high school – I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show. I was, like – I had something going on. I was kind of sick, and I weighed, like, 120 pounds. The doctors gave me steroids to like beef me up a little Old bit. <laughs> between my between my junior and season junior and senior hockey season, I went from like 120 to 165, and I got on the ice like senior year, and all the parents were like, "Wow, he must have lifted a lot. He really bulked up." <laughs> I was like, "No, I just took steroids all off season legally, 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 medically, me, right. medical steroids." But I. I went out on I went out on the ice. I was like checking people, like like out of this new confidence. Did you like, feel oh, slow? No, I was still a fast skater. I was just like bigger, and I could take people down. Now it was awesome. <laughs> it was like I had superpowers. One final one. He has fifteen pounds on Jose Canseco. Damn right he does. Canseco was this dude is an outfielder though. So I'm gonna DM Canseco on Twitter right now because he follows me for some reason. You already done this before. No, I haven't. You've DM'd him. I didn't DM'd like him. didn't you like hit didn't he like shit on you in some comment somewhere? No. He chirped back at somebody. I can't remember who. I don't know. I'm just gonna DM him. You look small compared to Tristan Costas. He's going to kill you. He's going to get all butt hurt. Fuck you, buddy. Yeah, the Sox are hot right now. Five in a row, as Gertie mentioned, like an hour ago. We're hot at the wrong you know time. We just kind of never hot lose. Time. Time. That's that's a hell of a quote. What? Hot and, at the wrong time? And I don't know if people know this this meme. This, this meme is 
been in my head like the last three days. It's still on. It's like, fuck, you're going to make me. But for the Red Sox, it's like, fuck, you're going to make me believe. You're going to make me believe. Gotta believe. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, we know what you're talking about. You described yeah. it very vaguely, but I'm glad that you did. So yeah. if you know, you know. That's just a classic. If you know, you know. Um. Oh, so oh, yeah. I also want to talk about I was at Brian Bayo's start like two days ago. He looked Yeah, great. you went to the game. I only saw that on Be Real. You told like nobody. Posted nothing. That's because <laughs> I told nobody and posted nothing. <laughs> I was with my family. Like my uncle got um from his company got like 10 seats to a luxury box. So I was with like my little cousins and like my parents and my aunt and like my uncle. So I just like, people kept being like, oh, you're the Red Sox guy. And I was like, just let me leave me alone. Let me watch the game. <laughs> I don't, I don't need to explain classic. everything my that's parents, going on to you. My mom hadn't been to Fenway since 2015. She was like, all right, you got to like take us on a tour of this and that. Which is fun. It was great. Yeah. Um, um, but, I had a, I went to the Blue Jays game where they lost in extras. And uh, that might have been the most unique game I've ever been to in my entire life. So we had, I think there was like 12 of us. We're in section 34. So dead center straight, like dead center field. And uh, we have this, we have this couple behind us from Houston. They were wicked funny, wicked nice. And then this guy, like three rows behind us, he was either like just a little, uh, something was, you know, there was a couple a uh, couple things not firing upstairs or he was on something pretty serious. He was like foaming at the mouth, but he was also just like <laughs> he was like spewing like political hate. So there was one point I forget who was on the uh, who's I think it was Cutter Crawford on the mound. He like walked someone and he just stands up. He goes, yo, Cutter Crawford, Obama hates you. And then starts going on this big like Obama rant. And like it was just it was crazy but like the everyone was loving it like everyone's just kind of letting him do his thing so was he and then, pro like, the or anti- comes around. uh he was anti-obama he had some he had some pretty stark so political confused. views he kind of he kind of just hated everybody like you i don't think know, he said many pot what do you know what obama's last name is no nah, i don't think he's got one it's just obama i don't either you should be stand-up comedian uh, comedy but anyway like like fourth inning comes by and i don't know who complained but security comes over and they like talk to him for a second and then they like let him sit back down and he continues on his little tangent and he maybe lasted another half inning and like two security guards come over and they're like we got to talk to you and he's like throwing this big thing he's like i can say whatever i want like free country this and that like i know my rights and then they finally got him out and uh most people in the section started booing and once we lost that entertainment, uh, the guys sitting next to us who are hilarious um, started coming after Jaron Duran. And it took maybe like one out of the inning for him to turn around and start like chirping back at us. He was getting so mad. We were like, it was just stupid stuff. Like ball would go to like the third baseman. The guy would be like, Duran, you got to be there. He'd turn around and be like, hey, fuck you. Like suck my dick. He said that to the stands. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, there was. It was like there was like a fly ball. It was like just in between. Like it was no man's land. Like nobody was getting there. So this guy starts like getting on him for that. Like you got to lay out. Like you got to be quicker than that. Like you're slow as shit. And he turns around. And he goes, 
He's hey, fuck you, buddy. Get down here. Suck my dick. And he starts like coming closer. He's like waving him on and he's like pointing him out. And I'm like, I'm going to see Jaron Duran come up into the center field bleachers. Well, that was why you started calling, calling him Karen Duran, right? Yeah. And then we started like a, I was like, hey, Jaron, left hand woo socks, right hand red socks. And he did not like that one either. <laughs> did he get mad at you? That's a good one. Yeah. You, you should have said, like, you, you should have done triple A and double A. Shouldn't even give him Red yeah, Sox. Paw socks or Woo socks. <laughs> or poor Sea Dogs or Woo socks. Uh, Rest in peace, Paw socks. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, you Jaren came home that, he didn't have a hit that game. That surprise, classic. surprise. You came home that night and I was fully prepared uh, when we were recording last week, which didn't end up happening to uh, do a Karen Duran episode. But, you know, Stuff worked out. He's down in Worcester now. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, for the him, best. Him, him and Bob are gone. Connor Wong's been raking. He uh, got on base three times again yesterday, three walks. I really like Wong, and I think a duo next year of McGuire-Wong behind the dish would be solid. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I think that would be that would be fun, fun by me. Say what you want to say about Reese McGuire, but he's been pretty solid. Exactly. Reese McGuire looks like a catcher. He, he yeah. really can – like Steve, you talked about him being solid, like in more ways than one. He really is just solid everywhere. Yeah. He's he's he stole a base uh, at the game I was at two awesome. days ago. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I got it eventually. But yeah, he stole a base. That was cool. Yeah, right, he's was known to to grab he's some quick bags. With his hands. He's yeah. quick with his hands. He was grabbing yeah. the bag, bro. That's for yeah, sure. He's shirking. Yeah. Nice. Besides the dick jokes, he has been good though. He's been good. He's been, He's good. been good. He's been good. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what uh like oh Salamori got DFA'd. That was that was kind of weird. Didn't Who was the other guy who got DFA'd? Uh oh, Yolmer Sanchez is gone. Thank the thank the Lords. Yeah, I think Salamora. All, all the Lords. All of them. Literally, especially Zeus. Especially Zeus. I don't remember what he does, but like thank you, Zeus. But yeah, Salmore apparently had like a bonus tied to his contract. The Red Sox like dumped him before they could pay it. Because I don't know how he was dumped before Brazier or Caleb. Or. Oh. Speaking of Salamora, yep. I said I think I sent you guys this video, but uh there's this guy that goes around and like interviews uh MLB players about like their max lifts oh, and stuff. Yeah, 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 these guys are and great. The guy goes over to Salamora and he's like, How much can you squat? And like Salamora said some like 650 pounds. I'm like, there's yeah. no way Salamora is squatting 650. I bet he could squat like an oxen. I bet he can squat a lot. You need strong legs but to 650? I don't know. 650 though? I don't know his workout regimen. I've never seen him in shorts. Maybe he's absolutely jacked. Yeah, he's just got he's just got like Jake Cutler legs under those baseball pants. Uh, who knows, man? I wouldn't doubt it. I believe Saw Man. Hero Cause. My guy. So apparently, apparently we have an inside scoop on uh, on our Instagram. I don't mm-hmm. know how true this is. Oh, but the what? John Hancock sign? Yeah. <laughs> Breaking news at Fenway. Somebody's been commenting saying that the John Hancock sign is going away. Apparently it's going to be replaced. Take the... What are they replacing it with? 
Mass apparently mutual. Mass, mass mutual no free ads is gonna <laughs> a lot less exciting yeah a lot less mass feeling that that's like don arcello to dave o'brien it's like and you see the mass mutual sign up there in the center field uh, scoreboard it was a good old john signature awesome. what were you gonna say take away yeah first they take away the the coke bottles no free ads Next, they take away the John Hancock sign. What are they going to do next? Take away the, are they going to paint the green monster yellow? <laughs> yellow monster. What are they? You going to take all the seats out of Fenway next? I mean, this is getting ridiculous. It'll make you stand. Could you imagine if you if Fenway was like standing room only? I would honestly probably be better. I was walking through the concourse yesterday. And like, I always just forget when you're walking with people who haven't been there in a while, they're like, oh my God, these are so skinny. And some lady behind us was like, I like to call them cozy. You just get all cozy with everybody here. <laughs> Shut like, up. Shut up, lady. All right. It's like, you know, you're rubbing elbows with the guy next to you for the next nine innings. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. that That's how it'd be. But yeah, I mean, socks. It's kind of wrap up this first little uh segment and we'll be standing socks are still what we're seven and a half out they've won five in a row Klaus, i know you had started what was your mantra 32 and 18 34 and 18 34 and 18 we got to go 20 and 7 20 and 7 i mean they're hot right now they're seven and three right now so how many games they got left 27 games 27 games, they're on a – what's their – all right, so their winning percentage, if they keep – so they're at a 700 winning percentage. Yeah. So – The Red Sox playoff percentage right now is 1.8% playoff odds. All right. So they would need to play over 700 ball because 700 ball gets them to 19 games. Oh, man. They can do it. They could do it. They could do it. They can do it. They can do it. I just – I want to hold out confidence. I know, like, two or three weeks ago, I was saying they're done, they're done, they're done. But the Red Sox are just dragging me back in. It's like, you know, in the cartoon when they get the rope with, like, the anvil attached to it at the end and you start pulling it. You're like, oh, I wonder what's at the end of this. And you're just standing under it, and then the anvil falls on top of you. It's probably how this is going to end. But you know what's you – know, they got me you know pulling the rope so right deflating? now. You know what's so what's deflating? What? The Indians and Twins both have 68 wins. The Red Sox have 67 wins. And both of those teams are clinching their divisions right now. Yep. I mean, the Central is uh, just weak. Terrible. And the White Sox are only a, a game and a half behind both of them. White Sox stink. Tony LaRusse is not doing too well. Prayers. No, he's not. Prayers. I think he's probably done. As manager, oh, I thought you meant probably for the best living. for everybody. I was saying that's dark. <laughs> not, would not just say that. <laughs> hey, he's gone. I heard the doctor's diagnosis. <laughs> oof, six to eight weeks. Here, um, oof. But yeah, we'll see what happens. So, a uh, quick look at the road ahead for the Red Sox. I feel like we've said this so many times this year, but. If the Red Sox want to make up some ground in the division, they sure can do it this week. You've got three in Tampa Bay. You've got three in Baltimore. And then you've got a bunch of off days next or this Thursday, next Monday, and next Thursday. Uh, and those two off days next week 
are sandwiched with a two-game set at home against the New York Yankees. So you've got eight games here. You got to go six and two in my eyes. Uh, could you imagine a sweep against a divisional opponent? How much ground we'd make up? Oh my god, crazy amount. So much unreal ground. I, unreal. You got to go six and two here, and I think you got to go. You got to go six and two here, and five of those six wins have to be against the Rays and the Orioles. That's just how how it's got to be. Yeah. Because if we're being completely honest, the series against the Yankees is the least important of these three. It's possible. It's possible. We've still got we've still got seven games against the Orioles. We've still got six games against the Rays. We've got six games against the Yankees and three games against the Blue Jays. The only non-divisional opponents we still play are the Royals and the Reds, where we could make up some big ground in those games. It's not it's not completely out of the question. Yeah. Who who's to say? Who's not to I. Say? Uh we got we got some questions though. From who? Uh they're from Matt. Nice. We haven't heard from Matt in a while because we accidentally skipped over our uh <laughs> questions on the one hundredth episode. Uh, with Steve. So th- these were for the 100th episode, uh, but they don't really apply. So uh, what country could you escape from prison in? Probably not. I'm going to say like, probably going to say like Sweden because they have like hotels for prisons. I'm sure if I was like, hey, can I leave? They'd be like, yeah, only because you said please. You just come back. Please, though. Exactly. Yeah, uh, none of them. I think none of them. I, I, I've got zero like stealth ability. I'd get caught. Uh, next question: What fictional character would you want to interview most? Probably Holden Caulfield. Nice. Catch him in the rye. Yeah. Great book. Ask him how he caught that rye. I'd probably say like try try to think here. Bugs Bunny. He'd give you some goofy quotes, I'm sure. Interviewing a rabbit. Yeah. That's good stuff. Like, yeah. He'd probably be twice. Give me, uh, give me Uncle Rico. How did he throw that ball over them there mountains? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be like a, you know, like when uh when R. Kelly went on 60 Minutes and they like interrogate him about his acts and he's like, he like freaks out and leaves. Yeah, it would be one of those like exposés. Always a good episode I, when R. Kelly gets mentioned. I think this is the first one. I think one. that's the first one. Yep. Yeah. And it's a good episode, so. Uh, last question. What has been your favorite question so far from Questions with Matt? Usually the ones that we have follow-up questions for and Gardy freaks out. <laughs> yeah. I didn't ask the question, man. I don't know. I love the questions. I love all of them. At this point, they have all melted into one question with Matt. It's just like, it's like if I was presented five questions and only one of them was thought of by Matt, I think I would be able to confidently pick out which question was from Matt. 
I I'm just scrolling through like past messages from him here. So, but one of the funny ones that we had a funny debate about was uh, the five state ranks. Like the it was Delaware, Arkansas, Montana, Idaho, New Mexico ranked those five states. That was a good one. <clears throat> Talked about that for a while. It's a classic um, question. Classic Matt. Classic Matt. <laughs> So classic, man. Classic. Um, all right, we got an Alex Corey impact player of the week. I got one guy I want to talk about who we uh who's gonna be my pick, who we have just forgotten to mention this show. My Alex Core impact player is gonna be Bogarts. He hit that grand slam, I think. That was a grand slam the other day. It's getting really hot right now. He was cold for a while there. He's second in AL batting average by like four or five points. If my guy Xanda can secure the bag on an AL batting title to add to his resume with all them all-stars, silver sluggers, World Series rings, be an all-time shortstop. I give him a point seven seven. Wow. He's been great. Yeah. Uh guy we haven't talked about in the rotation. We kind of we skipped a lot of games. We we didn't also talk about that insane comeback against the Rangers where they were down eight to two in the eighth, came back one at nine to eight. We haven't seen many games like that from the Red Sox this year. That was impressive. But my Alex Cora, I wouldn't even say really for the week. I know that's what this segment's about, but I know who so you're going to say. Michael Walker. Yeah. Michael Walker has been so damn good consistently for this Red Sox team. They were to make the playoffs. Waka is for sure getting that first start if Evaldi still hurt. Walker has been so good. No matter good. what, I think. No I, I what. think you can make a case for it. He's got like a 2-5 uh, ERA. Last four games, 219 ERA, 0.77 whip, a 172 opponents batting average. I mean, he has been phenomenal. 4 0. I'm not a big record guy, but anytime you go 4 0 and four starts, I mean, it means a little something. You're going five plus innings and your team's winning. That's the biggest thing. So I'm going to give Michael Walker a 0.83. I think he's been very underappreciated this year. And a lot of people were like, I think even someone on this podcast was like, he's a fluke. He's a fluke, Michael Walker. It's not a fluke anymore. Michael Walker's having a great year. I know he's been hurt for parts of it, but I would love to see Walker back next year for the Red Sox. Uh, you know, 17 starts, 256 ERA. He's been great. So there it is. Shout out. Um, I'm going to give Karen Duran a point one seven five because that's what he's batting in the last 30 games. Uh, he is more than twice as many strikeouts as he does hits and a big whopping zero stolen bases. Uh, thanks for showing up, Jaron. Nice. nice. <laughs> uh, you see anything in baseball that was fun this week? Um, when Otani was uh, having an at-bat the other day, that one guy who I guess is really good recently threw like a really good pitch, and then Otani made a face. I was like, damn, that was a good pitch. You guys know what I'm talking about? Kind of, nope. yeah. Colossum doesn't. Um, Already kind of does. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout out Albert Pujols because he is down to the wire on the chase for 700. Another uh, one last he's night. At six, 
He's at 695 right now. He's got, what, probably 25, 30 games to go. I want to see him do it more than anything. He's got to hit 700. It's going to be really close. And when COVID happened, I did have a thought about, like, not even Pujols in general. I was like, this might screw with the record books a little bit where guys are losing 100 games in a season. And if 2020 had been a full season, Albert Pujols would already be at 700. That's 100%. That's wow. just, it is what it is. But yeah. Oh, if you're what? Albert Pujols and you don't get to 700 this season, do you come back or do you just eat it? He said it doesn't matter. He's done no matter what. No matter what, dude. I mean, he's going to knock on wood. He passes A Rod either way. So he's top four. He's already yeah. top five. Yeah. Did but you see Rod? A-Rod made a video joking with him. He's like, I'm going to come back and we're going to race to 700. How many is A-Rod at? 696. 696. Oh, he's a coward, too. You got to just come back until you get to 700. And you well, can just the, the Yan- didn't the Yankees, like, basically? Oh, yeah, they were like, we don't want you. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we're going to dump you. So, like, we'll do a nice PR last game for you. But that, that's it. It's like, hey, bud, if I were you, I'd retire because – you ain't, you're going to Yankee next year, no matter what. That's for sure. I think A-Rod had some crazy clauses in his contract, too, where it was like once you pass Willie Mays, which he ended up doing at 691, he got like a shit ton of money. And once you hit 700, we'll give you even more. And it was like each guy you pass, each milestone, like more and more money. So I think they were seeing the 700 creep up there also. Like, yeah, we'll just let you go. But yeah, Pools, I mean, he's hit 16 home runs this year, which is wildly impressive. That's way more than I thought he was going to. Yeah, I know. And I mean, the majority of those have come in the last six weeks. Um, Kate Clausen. You, you like that video? Yes, dude. Yeah, you like that video? Yeah, it's pretty good. That's yeah, a good video. It's the Otani video. Oh, yeah. Nice. Great video. Uh, so, yeah, I'm hoping he does it. I'm going to say this. I hope I'm wrong, but I think he's going to finish at 699. I think we're going to go into like that last game of the season where he's just like sitting there. If he's and- at 699. In the last game of his MLB career, and you're the opposing team and the opposing pitcher, and you don't groove him a fastball. No, you're crazy. Hold on, Steve. You're crazy. Walking walk four times. Hold on, Steve. I watched. I watched some interview with the guy who let up Barry Bonds's. I think it was 73rd home run of the year, and he's like, he threw like a good pitch. Barry Bonds just beat him. He's like, I wish I walked him. You never want to be that guy. <laughs> You never want Even to be on the wrong side of the history book. For Albert Pujols, seven <laughs> hundredth home run. Um, no, like I get what you mean. Like for the culture, yeah, but like <laughs> for, for the, the millions culture. and millions and millions of people. See, like picture that. Like you're on the mound. You got like Brady on the back of your jersey, and for like the fifty million people that watch that video for the rest of time, they're like Steve Brady put one down the dick, and Albert Pujols shot one four hundred fifty feet over the fence. How about this? What? How, I mean, how about this though? You you do that like you you groove him something or you don't and he still beats you anyway. But either way, you let up the 700th home run of Albert Pujols' career, and then the post game, you just go on and on about how much you love Albert Pujols and he was your hero growing up, and you had to see him get the 700, and you kind of just rob then, him. You just rob him wait, of the 700th home run, like the legitimacy wait. of it. That'd be crazy. Steve, if you just like admit to letting one down, then like, does that put an asterisk on home run 700? 
I don't know to some people I'm sure it would, but you're also just like a huge bitch if you if if you if you try and say that you like I did it on purpose kind of thing. It's like no you didn't, bro. But like you could say know. it and then just He's like, got uh, the he'll have the playoffs too. I mean it doesn't count. Are the it Cardinals, don't count towards the end? Cardinals no. making the playoffs? Cardinals are gonna make the playoffs, but that doesn't count towards his home run record. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. It's all regular. This is regular season home runs. It's career, I thought. Yeah, yeah, career regular season. I thought it was career in general. <clears throat> nope. Are you sure? Positive. The record sure. books don't include postseason for anything. Yeah, yeah they do. No, they don't. Are you Wait, sure? Hold on. All, all postseason stats are separate. He's right. Career. Postseason achievements are not counted by MLB players. By MLB in players' whoa, postseason achievements are not counted by MLB in players' career statistics, which are an accumulation of performance numbers during regular season play. Career postseason statistics are kept separate. But it doesn't it doesn't count towards his entire career, like his career body not. of work. No, that like, is probably. Let's give the example. Rosarena hit 10 home heard. runs in 20 separate games over four postseason series in fall 2020, setting the all-time record for a single postseason. Despite the feat, his career home run total at the start of 2021 remains at eight. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Hold on. I want to look up. Because in football, it's like Brady for a while there. It was like Brady and Breeze for like yards. And it was like Breeze had regular season, but Tom Brady had total career yards or whatever because he had more postseason yeah. yards so albert Pujols in 86 postseason games is hitting 321 95 hits 19 home runs 55 54 rbi so you're telling so, me he has like 714 home runs or whatever yep and, in his career he does and people are saying that he doesn't have 700 home runs he doesn't is that does that not sound like the dumbest thing that you've ever heard no it's not that's just how it's like it, i'm it, shocked it, you didn't know that to, to make it the most level playing field possible, it makes sense. Because everybody gets the same amount of 162 games? Well, not actually. Because Cause then you have guys like – because you have like David Ortiz who has like how many extra home runs in the postseason, like 50? I don't know. But you know what I do know is that all of David Ortiz's seasons were 162 games and not all of Albert Pujols' seasons were 162 games. David One Ortiz of them has- was shortened to like 60 games. So then what? Now what? That's just how it is. There was no 1994 season. It was canceled. Oh, you're right. Completely right. canceled. Um, the ebbs and flows. Damn. Barry Bonds has nine career postseason home runs. David Ortiz has 17. Who do you think has the most postseason home runs of all time? I don't know. A-Rod? If it's Babe Ruth, it's fake. Mickey Mantle? Uh, A-Rod is not on this list that I'm seeing. I'm going to give you the top 10. Mickey Mantle? All right. Is Derek Mickey Jeter Man- in there? Derek Jeter and Mickey Mantle are both on here. But Luke there Derek? are some very, some very surprising names. So tied, we have four guys tied for seventh. We have Carlos Correa. Wow. Nelson Cruz. Mickey Mantle and Reggie Jackson, all with 18. Interesting. And you go down the list. You have two guys tied for fifth. You have Albert Pujols and George Springer. 
with George 19. Springer, yeah. He does rake. And your top four, ready for this. Number four, Derek Jeter, 20 home runs. Number three, Bernie Williams, 22 home runs. Number two, Jose Altuve, 23 home runs. And number Wait, one. I got number one. I got number one. Number oh. one, Kike Hernandez, 23 home runs. And they all came against <laughs> the Rays last season. Number one, Manny Ramirez, 29 postseason home runs. You think Altuve is going to break that 30 he mark? Could. He could. I That's think a, a crazy stat. Crazy stat. Um, real quick, though, one other thing I want to look at before we wrap this up. Do we? I, I can't foresee a guy getting up to Pujols' level 700 anytime soon. Like, I'm looking at active career leaders right now. And in terms of guys who are active, I, I don't I don't know on this list. I, if anybody on this list could get there. I mean, Stan's at 371, which is a lot, but he's also 32 already. Stan might not even make it to 500. Yeah, Stan, I bet Stan will maybe get to 500. If he stayed healthy his whole career, I think he could have had a very – a shot at 600, maybe. Uh, Mike Trout, 339. He's still only 30. He He's probably the guy who could get closest to 600, 700. But then you go down that list, you know, it's like Nolan Arenado, 297. He's 31. Bryce Harper, 282. He's 29. But you like look at the younger guys on this list. None of these guys jump out to you as like top ten home run power of all time. Well, that's where's Miguel the, Cabrera at? The thing is, that five oh six. You gotta. He won't do it. You no, yeah, no shit. <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> you gotta play forever. Yeah. You, you just gotta play forever. So it's like, who's gonna play till they're like forty four? Exactly. And the chance guys start playing till then. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I'm just trying to scroll down this list to see if there's like anybody like super young who's come on the scene. Like nobody really. I mean, Cody Bellinger is 26. He's got 150. Cody Bellinger's fallen off cliff the last, you know, few years. Pete Alonzo, he's got 138. But again, he's he's still just 27. How about like Tatis? <laughs> he's suspended. Juan Soto. Here, I mean, maybe Juan Acuna? Soto. Maybe. Hey, Juan Soto's got 100. When you look down this list, especially at their age, Juan Soto's name jumps out. He's got 122. Uh, and, again, he's only 23. Ronald Acuna's got 116, and he's 24. So they're neck and neck. Um, Travis Shaw, 114. He's right there, too. And Tommy Pham, 112. Um, but I – I don't think we're going to see a guy. Same thing like the 3,000 hit club. I don't think we're going to see a guy get 3,000 for the next decade. How many is Xander at? Uh, let's see. MLB. Or Rafi. I was going to say Rafi's got a better chance. Um, active hits. Guys who are under. There are only six guys above 2,000 career hits. Two of them have already hit 3,000. But guys between 2,000 and 3,000, Cano, Molina, Votto, and Cruz. I don't see it. All right, Rafi's so... going to finish with all-time doubles. So Rafi's got 734 hits in six major league seasons. He is 
25. How many hits did you say? 734. So even if he even if he plays for 18 years, let's say he keeps the same pace. Uh, what I mean, listen, he has he if he's he has got a good 2,000 hits. If he's got a good end to this season, like a really strong ending, and then has like 210 hits next year, he'd already be at a thousand. Well, he's only topped out at 201. He's only getting better. He's gotten worse after then. He went 201 in 2019, then 2020 doesn't count. 165 hits and then 136, but he's still got 20-something games to go. I don't know. He's going to be like 160, 170 hits a year kind of guy. I guess we'll see. We'll see. Uh, my computer's about to die, though, again, so we'll wrap this up. I don't really think we have that much more to go over, but the Sox are hot. A play in a four o'clock game. Michael Waka on the bump. Lineup just came out. Uh, Casas is playing again at first base down in his home state of Florida. So the Sox, Sox are going to mess around and make us believe getting hot at the wrong time. But we'll see. It's going to be a fun last three to four weeks of the baseball season. If you enjoyed what you listened to, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gonebridge Podcast and Twitter at Gonebridge. Don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and we will be back soon. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 hold on. Where can we listen to the episode? And Stitcher. And we will be back soon with episode 102. See ya.